cover our bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it You can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it No limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB But you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We are back here on a Monday I got a little surprise this uh, uh, just about two seconds ago. Uh, we got Sam on the line, man. I did not think Sam was going to be joining us today, so it's good to have him here. Hello. Hello. Sam, uh, unfortunately, you did lose. We picked the Rams for you, uh, which was the second choice. I think you're. I, I don't. I don't think I should have to take your choice. You know. I don't feel like I don't think everything was on the up and up when those choices were made. Wait, Josh, who did we draw for Sam first, and we put it back? We it was it was, it was Arizona pick. Cardinals first. Okay, against the Eagles, right? Against the Eagles, correct. Yeah. What was the spread? Three points. Uh, the uh, the Arizona Cardinals were road. Or five point dogs, and they ended up losing by three points. Three, three, three points. The Rams were five and a half point favorites at home against the Cowboys' backup quarterback. So you obviously picked that one. Yeah, we picked the Rams for you. I still don't feel like I should have to do it, but I will anyways. I feel like there's some fishy business going on. In your defense, I did say, hey, how about we text Sam uh, your choice between do you want the Cardinals or do you want the Rams? See, that would have been the better choice. (laughs) Where where was Mr. Producer on that call? Up it up. Uh, Louie said, no, that's not how it works. We're not changing the rules. So, uh, Joe, what do you what do you think about that producer? Was that what was, which one was the right move? <laughs> I was with Josh. I said we should reach out, but it was my. Aha! So I think you should be doing the meat sweats, Mr. Mike. Meat sweats wasn't your punishment for this week. Meat sweats no. was your punishment for last week. All right. Well, I think you should have to take this punishment that's coming up. No, man, I ain't taking this punishment <laughs> either. Because either, I I was safe. I was safe. So. We will spin the wheel for Josh. For you, Sam, we will spare you the wheel of death. Since Joe and Josh are throwing me under the bus here and making it seem like... Joe, Josh, I love you both, by the way, FYI. <laughs> hey, 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 by the way, Joe kicked me off the radio last week. Straight no way. Next at me. Twice. I'll do it again. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Dude, I've been missing all the exciting stuff, man. You did, you did. Has anyone gone fishing since I left? <laughs> we we almost had, we almost got Louie. <laughs> Whoa, Louis that was off. <laughs> very nice, very nice. All right, sorry for uh, for the interruptions. Continue, Mr. Mike. Right, I'm gonna spin the wheel of death here for Josh. 
We're going to see what it comes back as. So, here we go. Oh, it's going to be a fucking easy one. God damn it. That's what I'm talking about. Because I was true and honest. (laughs) Josh, you have to attend a yoga or Zumba class and record it. Oh, shit, I don't even know where to fucking go to do yoga at. You could just throw it in one of those instructional videos and just record yourself at home. No, no, he has to actually DDP yoga. He's got to actually attend a class with people in it. You're, you go to your local gym. They have them all the time. All right. I'm not even a member of a gym. That means I have to join a gym. You see what you're doing to this guy, bro? You don't even have to join the gym. You just go there and say you're interested and you want to take a class. That's it. They, uh, you could also do one of those, uh, uh, don't they have like the, the yoga or Zumba classes in the mall? Yeah. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and those, they give away introductory classes too, by the way. Yeah. That's the way to go right there. So yoga is off the wheel of death now. We have the easy one. All the bad ones. Like if you lose late in the season, I feel like you're fucked. I feel like all the easy ones are going off the board. Oh, and, and now we're going to get left like with one of us is going to be dressing like a juggalo. The other one of us is going to have to like go to like the Mario Brothers premiere dresses like Super Mario or Luigi or like Bowser. And, See, that and, one's not bad, <laughs> though. I'll do that. Like, sign me up. <laughs> okay. It's me. Okay, Mario. Beyonce. What's that? I said, okay, Beyonce. Oh, yeah, Beyonce. That's right. We got to get Beyonce. Sam, I'm collecting debts when I come up there. and then. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I got three of them. I got turkey leg bike. I got blazing hot wings and meat sweats. Yeah, and I got to do Edward 40 hands while I'm up there with you. Yep. <laughs> All right. God damn it. Okay. Oh, and we got to pick the most disgusting beer, by the way, for you. Well, yeah, that's well, up to you we're and Josh. Trying, and we're trying to get a, yeah. uh, a sponsorship with Bud. We got we got to have at least uh, one Bud product for him. Okay. Bud Ice. Yeah, Bud Ice. Ooh, Bud Ice. Yep. All right. Ugh. I mean, thanks, Louis. I mean, I would like fight. to point. I would like to point out that uh, you know, if Bud Weiser or Bud Light, uh, you know, Anheuser Busch was looking to sponsor us. None of their products are bad choices. No, they're not. They're all pretty good. So, I drink. I drink a lot of Bud heavily. They're all really yeah. good. Speaking so of really, Bud, it wouldn't be a punishment, Lou. Speaking of Bud, did you guys like the photo I sent today? I loved it, man. Oh my God! I cannot believe I, I was going to ask you for the location house. of the house so I could show up real quick. It's fucking empty. <laughs> Trim her down I'm a little sure bit. You know, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to buy a house, ever. but then I got high. <laughs> then I got high. Then I got high. Then I got high. <laughs> I paid too much. I saw him, and now I know why. I, I saw him in concert in college with Tommy, and I almost got arrested that night. At the after like, concert, like, dude, you are way fucking high. They were like, dude, you're way fucking high, and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm Chinese." 
I think because he was like, because I, I got on Tommy. Because I got on Tommy. Because I got on Tommy. Ooh. All right. Oh, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for it, too. <laughs> All right, so last night, Sunday night football, man. I know, I know, Sam, you could give two shits about the Bengals, but... Uh, so, so on my 10-hour drive back from New Jersey to to uh, to Michigan, I was happy the entire way because I, I don't remember the last time the Jets scored 40 points. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they looked really good against a depleted Dolphins team. But, no, not deplete, depleted on offense because they lost two, but defense, come on. That same defense kept Josh Allen in check. Right. Kept Josh Allen in check, kept Lamar Jackson kind of in check a little bit, kept the yeah. Bengals in check. So. Did Lamar Jackson throw for like, throw for like a 400 burger against the, that Dolphins defense? Probably. Yeah. No, so, I think they rushed a lot. Anyways, Zach Taylor, man, I mean, fucking boneheaded call after you go. I, I don't understand chasing the touchdown there when you kick a field goal to tie the game. It's not It's not late in the game. It was the third quarter. And it's not like the Bengals were down like 20 to 6 and you need a field or you need a touchdown there instead of a field goal to get back in the game. The field goal ties it at 13. Even if the Ravens go back and score that field goal afterwards and make it 16 to 13, if the Bengals go down and score the touchdown and everything plays out like it, it had, the Bengals then are up four points under two minutes. And now the Ravens, who have the best kicker in football, don't need just a field goal to tie or win the game. They need to get in the fucking end zone. And that's a whole lot taller of a task than saying, hey, just get me to the 40-yard line, and I'm good. Like, like we saw Tucker nail a 58-yarder earlier in the game. Like, you basically, at that point, when it's 17 to 16 under two minutes, the, the Bengals' defense couldn't let the Ravens cross midfield. That, that Basically, what if they cross midfield, Tucker had a chance to make the field goal. And, and, he's, and he's not your regular, like, run-of-the-mill kicker, right? He's, he's all no, pro, tier, diamond tier. Yeah. And he's an yeah, NFL record holder for the longest kick ever, and that was last year yeah. against Detroit. Yeah, 65 yards, wasn't it? Wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Then uh, the other thing is, Josh, Joe, and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I feel like the Bengals were down in the Ravens' red zone with like three minutes and 40 seconds to go, and they just bled the clock for some asinine reason. Like, don't you think they? I think they were trying. I think that what they were trying to do is the same thing they did to the the Chiefs last time, you know, and in the playoffs and and in that last game, they bled the clock, got it all the way down, and you didn't give them enough time. This time they scored way too fast, and I called. I was like, I think the way we're moving the ball, we're moving the ball way too good. We have to score fast, and just in case. The, the Ravens get the ball back. They're going to obviously they're going to move the ball and they're going to go for it on fourth down. So we have to stop them four downs. So that way we have the three timeouts left. So and bonehead. That was the thing is I thought 
I thought we could have punched it in with about three minutes or so to go. Instead, they let the clock run down. They let the two-minute warning hit, and then they punched it in right after the two-minute warning. And I'm like, what do you do? Just score now because if the Ravens get the ball back with like three minutes and 30 seconds to go, you have a better shot at getting the ball back than you do under two minutes. With less time. Yeah. Right. Well, the, you got you to gotta remember, the Ravens still had three timeouts. So no matter what – they would have probably called the timeouts to save the clock to, okay. to begin with. But going back yeah. to your, your previous uh, analyst on, on that whole series with, uh, before they, they went on for fourth and two, you tried two different gadget plays that series. First down, you try to throw it out. It wasn't there. Second down, you try to gadget play with the Tyler Boyd pass. He gets sacked for a 13-yard lost. Then you get a, a catch with Chase to be back on the two. And then you try a little shovel pass. The first gadget play didn't work. What makes you think you're going to do this? You've already had it there, and you already missed it once. Take the fucking points. Tie the fucking game. Let your defense go. Stop them or hold them to three. And then you're, you're up by four, like you said. It's a completely yeah. different ask on Lamar Jackson than it is, it is just, get us, just get us in in the in Justin Tucker's reign. That's all we ask you. Right. Right. And the thing is but the play calling defense, Zach Taylor is fucking horrible. It is. Uh, the, and I, I hate the fact that it's a divisional matchup for you guys too, dude. Oh yeah. Now we're owing to division with losses to the Steelers, which we should have won and losses to the Ravens now. It's just the offense has been incredibly frustrating. We keep trying to force-feed Jamar Chase the ball instead of just letting it come to him. Last season, we weren't feeding him the ball nearly as much, I didn't believe. Like, this year, everybody's watching for him. So, why not get Boyd and Hurst and Higgins and everybody else involved and to the point where it's like, okay, now now we've lulled them to sleep uh, with – these other options, and now you're going to leave Chase open eventually. And teams are just they're they're bracket coveraging him. They're not letting him catch the underneath stuff to go for like 55 yards like you would last year. They're taking away the deep ball. They're double covering him. Like I, I also noticed, Mike. I also noticed one more thing this year with Chase. Uh, like last year, um, like you were saying, uh, he was he did so well because he may not have been the first read on that play, right? I feel like Jamar Chase is now more of a first read type of player to try to get it off, you know? Yeah. And that's the force reading part that I kind of see. Whereas maybe if he's, a, if he's a second look or if a play breaks down and he ends up being like a third look, he might break one off for 55 yards, right? Yeah. Well, that, well, and you look at last year too, is he, he did a, the same thing we saw seeing thing with the Rams right now. They are force feeding Cooper Cup the ball and he's getting his, but the team itself is scoring 10 points a game. Yeah, and, and I think it's the, not part of the issue, too, with the, with the Bengals, they're not running any slants for Chase. you gotta, yeah. you got to run slants to, to give them that room and, and that room to run. They're not doing that. Right. You want to know why they're not running slants? Go out, go out, go out wide. That's it. We want you just to run the middle. middle. Do you know why they're not running slants for him? Go tell us, Sam. So, um, one of the reasons that I see is that they don't want that he's a star receiver. You're, you're risking a shot in the, over in the middle of the field 
with your star receiver. And if he doesn't make the right cuts or if he's off by a half a second, you're looking at a vicious hit possibly. Yeah. Well, he's, I, I mean, I get that. You got T. Higgins doing it. Take it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if that offensive line starts to gel. Uh, I, You know, it's, there's still a lot of football left to be played. I still think the Bengals are in play for the division, but it's they got to shake things up. And I, I'll tell you this. If the Bengals did not make that run last year, Zach Taylor would have been fired last year. You think so? And I, I, I still fired. stand by that. I don't think he's the coach for this team. I think we got too much talent going to waste with him as our coach. Okay. Pretty much like Aaron Rodgers' entire career, minus that one Super Bowl year. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Mike Mike McCarthy. Useless Mike McCarthy, bro. He's so useless that he's winning with Cooper Rush. I can't believe that. (laughs) You 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 have to give a shit coach shit players, I guess, you know? Yeah. I guess, I guess so. All right, I'm going to do some views from the weekend, uh, and then uh, we're going to talk about Matt Ruley getting shit hands here uh, from the Panthers. Uh, but uh, I'm going to start this off for a quick little weekend views. All right, Jared, this is how I saw it over the weekend. We had the Blue Jays. And they gave up eight runs uh, to get closed out, uh, even though they had an enormous game. The Bengals, the hell are you doing, man? Marte stopped forcing from the ball. Offensive line, get together. Lamar Jackson, overrated. And then this guy wants a 275 contract, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. He missed like six wide open wide receivers for giant plays last week. Get it the fuck together, Lamar, if you want to get paid like a stud. Alright, Yankees, coming out now, ALDS, trying to avoid the coach job. Aaron Rodgers, another judge. the Dolphins. Who wants to I don't know, because every time steps up, another team, I don't want it. Defense winning championships. The Panthers. What? Take the Mayfield. Drag. Got to go. Tank for C.K. Stroud or Bryce. And that is how it's all All right. Oh, not, hey, Josh and Joe. Uh, Josh and Joe, horrible. was it was it just me, or did Mike seem no, like that, he had Starlink uh, coverage? Nothing. What? What happened? Uh, it looked like it looks like you're running Starlink service, bro, for for your cell phone service. Oh, you know? Really? Shit. It was yeah, so it was choppy, like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Fuck, man. All right. Shit. Oh well. Okay. Uh, so, what do you guys think about Matt Rule getting fired? I, I mean, to be honest, man, he's been with the Panthers for a few years. They never gave him a fucking quarterback. 
Can you guys hear me? I mean, that's, yeah, that's I can hear you. Yeah, so I think – oh, go ahead, go ahead, guys. That's, that's the NFL not doing right by the coach again. I think they're just like, okay, we got this college coach. We're going to give him a shot. First year, uh, he did okay. Second year, not so good. Third year, you're fired. You got, you got to give yeah. a coach some time to get his own players in. You guys didn't draft a quarterback very nope. high. I mean, you, you did with, what, Matt Corral, I think they got, but he got hurt right away. Yeah, but he was a third round. Um, he was a third round pick, though, man. He was a third or fourth oh, round yeah. pick. He wasn't so, a first. I mean, they I, went they went five and eleven in Matt Rule's first year. So in the twenty twenty one NFL draft, they should have had a fairly high pick. Okay, Carolina had the Carolina had the eighth pick. They passed on Justin Fields. They passed on Mac Jones. They so they took they took J.C. Horn a cornerback in that draft. So Lawrence Wilson and Lance were one, two, and three. So that's fine. You missed out on those guys. Why not draft Justin Fields there at number eight, or take a look at Mac Jones? I, I you know, J, Justin Fields hasn't been the best, but he's also stuck in player hell in Chicago, where they haven't done shit for him. They got a shit roster in Chicago. At least in Carolina, he would have had DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey. Could you imagine what Justin Fields would be doing with that roster right now? Oh man, a little read option with a McCaffrey lot would have been more. crazy. Yeah, I mean the speed between him and McCaffrey. Ooh, that's a dangerous backfield. I and, and you know, Ruley could have figured that out. You know what I mean? But when you when you're like, okay. All right, we're, we're going to give you Teddy Bridgewater in 2020. We're going to give you Sam, Sam Darnold, useless. 2021, and then in 2022, we're going to give you Baker Mayfield, win us some games. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, so apparently, apparently the Bills are inquiring about McCaffrey. FYI. I mean, if I'm the Panthers – this is what I'm doing, and I'll be 100% honest with you. Blow it up. I'm taking, I'm taking DJ Moore, I'm taking Robbie Anderson, and I'm taking Christian McCaffrey, and I'm going to trade all of them and try to get as many. You know McCaffrey would return a first-round pick. McCaffrey is returning a first-round pick. DJ Moore is probably going to get you a second or a third, and Robbie Anderson is probably going to get you a fourth-round pick. Deal them, get some picks. Try to rebuild as fast as possible because right now, I don't, you know, I don't know who your coach is going to be, but you need a fucking quarterback. So if I'm Carolina, deal all my talent, tank for the number one pick, and hope to God that either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, whoever you take at number one, turns out to be a good NFL quarterback. And with those other picks, you can probably re- re- retool the offense, right? Right. With yep. Retool, yeah, get offensive line or get a receiver. Running back, too. Pick up a, a possible running back, a good running back. I mean, you can get a running back in the second or third round. Well, that's what I'm saying. Your Robbie Anderson's fourth could be a good running back pick. Exactly. Right there. And yep. you already got Chuba Hubbard, and you got, uh, what's his name, uh, the dude, Donta Foreman. So I think they're actually yeah. – McCaffrey there. I think they're okay at running back. You know, you don't need – Necessarily elite running back. You get yourself a good quarterback and surround him with some receivers and offensive line help, and you know all of a sudden maybe two or three years. 
we got to remember too is that after Tom Brady retires, that division's open. It is. I mean, you got who do you got quarterbacks? You got Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Uh, who's going to be at Tampa next year? No, no one knows. Maybe Kyle. Um, who knows? So, I mean, that division's going to be wide open to win. Yeah. Yeah, and both Mariota and Winston are literally just stopgaps. You know. Yeah. Both exactly. those teams are going to look for their future quarterback at some point as well. Well, Atlanta might already have theirs on the roster. And Desmond possibly. Ritter. With Desmond Ritter, possibly. Possibly. Oh, man. I don't I don't know. I, I just – if I'm, you know, if I'm a coach and I'm taking over jobs, I'm going to tell people, like, look, I, I can win, but you got to draft me the guys to do it. And I know for Carolina, what probably looked bad and what I, Josh, I talked to you about this is Brian Dabble coming into New York, being four and one, and he has Daniel fucking Jones as the starting quarterback. And people and in Carolina true. are probably looking at people in Carolina are probably looking at that and being like, "Whoa, fuck, we got Baker Mayfield. He's as good as Daniel Jones is, if, you know, if not as you know, they're about the same. Why, why can't we win games like the Giants are?" And I, the answer to that is I I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, but they they also they're running completely different, like they're running different offenses, man. Yeah. Like yeah, and and I'm not gonna say that that Matt needed to get fired, but Brian's definitely a better coach, I think. You know, yeah. he's good at being creative, and he's been around, I think, long enough in the NFL. Whereas you can't give Matt, you know, you can't give him the three seasons is not enough to see what he what he can do. He didn't even get three seasons. He got right. two, uh, two, two seasons, change. four games. Yeah. And not to mention he had injured Christian McCaffrey as well. Right? Yeah. Christian McCaffrey hasn't been healthy while he's been there. That's true. Correct. And then he's pro- what? He's on the second or third offense coordinator too. Yeah. Yeah, because Joe Brady. So he's had multiple out. coordinators. Yeah. Now it's Bob McAdoo, right? Yeah. Oh, not Bob. Ben sorry, McAdoo. What's his name? And that, uh, yeah, Ben McAdoo. McAdoo. And that dude's a fucking joke. Complete joke. And you know what I forgot? Brian Dabble has worked under some great fucking head coaches. He he was under Bill Belichick as a as a wide receivers coach and the tight ends coach in two separate stints with the Patriots. Dabble was an offensive coordinator under Andy Reid for one season. He was at Alabama as offensive coordinator and quarterback quarterbacks coach under Nick Saban. And then before he got the Giants job, he was in, in Buffalo for multiple years as offensive coordinator under Sean McDermott. So he he is He's got a good resume. Yeah, he's got a very good resume. Yeah, I mean he was partially the reason why Josh Allen is became Josh Allen that we're seeing now. Yeah. So he's first seen year that, Josh Allen not great absolutely for that. terrible. First year Josh Allen did not look. I don't want to say he looked absolutely. No, terrible. he he looked like he could only run. Like he he was so inaccurate that everyone's just like you're going to get touchdowns, but as a rushing quarterback. What, was it as was it that bad? It was like fifty six percent or lower, bro. Let me see. Yeah, he was he was bad year. that first year. You got to be like at least had sixty. Cannon, but be no, like. Average, I think. So, My opinion. Yeah, he, I mean, Mr. He Producer, started, what was his stats his first year? And he completed 53% of his passes. Yeah, there you go. 12 interceptions. But 
Josh Allen in 2020 is when he made the leap because even in 2019, the uh, the Bills went 10 and six. He was only completing 58.8 percent of his passes. Right. And he had 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions, and he threw for a little over 3,000 yards. But in 2020, they went 13 and three. He threw. He completed nearly 70 percent of his passes. Yeah, there's a big jump in that. 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Yeah. So. And and I think that was the year they got Stephon Diggs too. That's true. He got Stephon Diggs. He got some weapons in 2020. So. He made that big third-year jump that you want to see in your players, and and your yeah, and I think your QB too, right? Especially, yeah. especially your QB. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I that Carolina Panthers job is not an attractive opening um, because I don't have a quarterback, and if uh, you know, unless unless I see Carolina kind of blow up the roster and get picked and basically say we're going to tank the rest of the season, uh, then I would say, okay, if, I, if I've if i taken over a team that, that has, like, the number one or number two pick, uh, then I can work with that. If you tell me you got get somebody to end up winning seven games and they get, like, the 12th pick in the draft and all of a sudden I'm missing out on the top signal callers again, then I'm like, I don't know if I want to fucking take this job. You don't think, you don't think like, an OC like uh, Eric B. might be interested in something like that? And building something of his own. Yeah, but I, maybe. But if I'm Eric the enemy, and I know that I, and I'm sorry, Joe, this is going to trigger Joe, but I'm going to say it anyways. And I know I'm a black head coach who doesn't get recycled in the NFL like some of my other peers. I'm going to be very selective of the jobs that I take. Wait, why? You turn out to be Hugh Jackson real quick. Yeah, Hugh Jackson, or you can turn out to be Leslie Frazier, or any one of these numbers of guys that that that. Uh, fucking got one chance and it didn't go their way and never got a head coaching job again. So wait, Mike got some fantasy news for you. Devontae Adams just caught a fifty-eight yard bomb for a touchdown. Yeah, I saw that. Hey Mike, I just just popped up on my phone. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Why is that going to trigger me? Because you don't like it when I talk about race and how that you know certain people don't get second chances or whatnot. (laughs) I was I, I could feel it. I can feel a uh, Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend, coming up as you give a rebuttal as, as to why black coaches don't get second opportunities the way their white counterparts do. I personally look at it, if it's a quality coach, they should get second chances because, I mean, it shouldn't matter what color skin they have. I mean, but, yeah. Well, I – Yes, I agree. But I'm just, you know, you look at a guy like Marvin Lewis, right? And Marvin Lewis didn't have playoff success with the Bengals, but you have to remember where the Bengals were as a franchise before he took over. And they were a dumpster fire of a franchise. They were the New York Jets of the NFL. Just terrible shit season after shit season. And he at least brought them to respectability. And then yeah, I know he didn't win an NFL playoff game, but I'm kind of honestly shocked that Marvin Lewis never got another opportunity anywhere else. Well, how many times has he interviewed, though? I don't think he's – I think he might have interviewed only one time since. Because you remember, he went down with uh, Herm, Herm, whatever his fucking Ed, thing is. Herm Edwards down there uh, Arizona State. Yeah, yeah. Arizona State, yeah. He was on there for a while, but I don't. I think he interviewed one time for a head coaching job, and that was it. 
But I mean, he definitely does deserve to get another shot if he if he goes. I think he can change the culture. I think Carolina would be a good fit for him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he might not be able to get to the playoffs, but he'll get, he'll turn around your franchise and, and get you going on the right direction. Well, wait, rephrase that. He can't get to the playoffs. He just can't win once he's in the playoffs. No, that's what I said. He'll get you to the playoffs. No, no. I thought he said you. You said he won't get you to the playoffs, but he'll get you in the no. right direction. Now hold on. Okay. Not so fast, Holding on. my friend. First of all, get off Marvin Lewis's dick. I'm not well, on Marvin Lewis's dick. So here's the thing. Was he a good Here we coach? go again. <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. Uh, was he a good coach? Sort of. He was a yes, player's was. coach. He was a player's coach. So he was great at building relationships and everything else, but he was also Mike Brown's yes man. Like, the reason that Brown kept him around for so damn long – and didn't take it to playoffs or anything like that is because Marvin Lewis didn't really give any pushback on draft picks or anything like that until the later years. So, plus, you also got to look, you know, people, be, you know, I hear you guys saying, oh, well, you know, well, he surprised he didn't get an opportunity to coach somewhere else. Okay, well, I just out of curiosity, I'm curious. When he goes to interview at these places, is he is he going in and saying, "Hey, pay me this much," or "Hey, fuckers, I've got over 16 years as a head coach for an NFL team. You're gonna pay me equal to my experience." And they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do that." No, I I don't think he's doing that at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm just asking. I mean. I mean, you you got to go back. So, Marvin Lewis, yes, he was he was a yes man to Mike Brown. Now everybody wants to bash Carson Palmer for that whole fiasco of him retiring and whatnot. But what was Carson Palmer's ask, my friend? He wanted change. He wanted Bob Rakowski gone. He wanted him fired. Uh, they finally fired him after Carson Palmer made that demand and threatened retirement. That's when they fired him. But he's still seen the writing on the wall. Mike Brown wasn't going to open his wallet, and he knew change wasn't going to happen. They might say they were going to do change. So Marvin Lewis kind of got stuck in a bad situation to a point. But look what happened. Carson Palmer retires. They pick up A.J. Green. They pick up Andy Dalton. Five more years. They make the playoffs. And Dalton wasn't going to take you anywhere. He he's only a game manager. If they right. would have kept Palmer, they drafted AJ Green. I think they were going to be better off that way. But they couldn't keep Carson happy. They couldn't keep doing what they're trying to do now. Finally, spend money on free agents. Get good yeah. players in here. Here's the thing, though. What's changed? What what has changed since and and I don't I tell you right now I don't I don't have anything against Palmer for what he did because I mean he was in a tough situation and I mean 
his back was against the wall. So I I can't fault the guy. Was it was it really against the wall? Was it really against the wall though? Continue to play for a team that's not willing to do a damn thing or or be done. Yeah, I'd say that's up against the wall. I mean, you know, no, I, I mean, mean look at look at what we go let ahead, go. 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 We let go. We let go of our center, Kevin Zeitler, uh, Whitworth. We wouldn't have had these offensive that wasn't line problems. Palmer. That wasn't no, under I know Palmer. it wasn't under Palmer. I'm talking about ownership, oh. not not paying out money to these franchises. Oh, right. That's why that's why the Bengals have been so bad is because the ownership. It's not really because of the coach. That's why I can't fault Marvin oh. Lewis at all for the situation he was in. He was only doing what Mike Brown was allowing him to do. Right. And that was being mediocre. But as a coach, Mike Brown got to step Mike up. Brown would rather, like Mike Brown would rather be mediocre and, and get people hyped up and, than, than go to the Super Bowl. He's already well, came out and said that before because he's got to pay for the flights, the hotels. That's not on the, that team anymore. That's all on him. That's why he can doesn't. I, can like I say so real playoffs. quick? about Carson Palmer and this love affair about Carson Palmer, because I always thought he was overrated. I always thought he was not that great as a Bengal. He threw a lot of fucking interceptions. He had two really good years. And other than that, he had an injury-prone 2008 year, and then he was throwing 20 picks a game. He was shit in Oakland for two seasons. He was dog shit in Oakland for two seasons. Then he went to Arizona. He had one great year in 2015 and, and, and four mediocre shit years uh, in Arizona. So I don't know that Car- Carson Palmer wasn't the dude, man. Carson Palmer, to me, was like Kirk Cousins. He was a, he was a pretty good quarterback who could do some things for you. He could win you some games. Go. But he, he was he was above a game. She can search. What? Well, I mean, would you wait, rather wait, wait. have him or Andy Dalton? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. First of all, who said that Palmer was like the elite quarterback? Like, oh, I, oh, I said was that. No, I'm talking about for what Josh. Josh is making oh. it sound like if we keep Palmer and we draft AJ Green and all these things, like. We might no. have been able to win some more games, and I don't believe that to be the case because no. I don't think Palmer was that good of a quarterback. No. Palmer I think was... he was better than Andy Dalton, though, was my, was my point. Uh, Palmer wasn't, you know, going to get us to that next level. Andy didn't have the long ball. Right. So, you know, he's not really going to get what? there. Sounds like somebody's think, drinking out of a straw. I think somebody's drinking out of a straw or uh, or sipping on some scissor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, you know, they were not going to get there. But at the same time, we didn't have the fundamentals of a team to go anywhere. I don't give a shit what quarterback you got back there. I said it years ago. If you don't have a fucking line to block for the man, like you, I don't care who you put back there. You ain't going to get shit. All but, right, guys. But back, to, uh, back to what I was saying about the change with Brown, though. What has changed okay. in the past couple years 
compared to, because Josh is right, Brown did come out and say once during an interview that uh, it was actually too exp- – it's, it's more of an expense to go to the Super Bowl than it is to actually, you know, to go. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact wording. Yeah. But what has changed in the, the, the Bengal organization that now they're actually starting to make good picks. They're starting to make uh, – they're picking up free agents. Uh, they're making more, kids. huh? His kids want to win. Katie no. Blackburn, his I granddaughter, think. his granddaughter, granddaughter. Wants to win. his daughter has been a part of the organization for years, and her, his son has been a part. Of, and they both are dumbasses. But for some way, somehow, the I think the she got his dad. She got his dad's brains then. Well, somehow his Paul. daughter. Somehow his daughter produced this, like, fantastic child that actually knows how to run a football team. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing the improvement that you are. I mean, even from the shit that's down at the stadium, like the um, – the uh, what was it? The, um, the Bengal zone or what, uh, the Tiger zone, uh, the, the different uh, – the adding the DJ, changing the lighting, all that was her. Yeah. So, all right, I digress. All right, so I, uh, I we don't have much time left. We got about 17 minutes to go. I want to talk some baseball, and I also want to talk about the Danny Masterson rape trial, which is fucking crazy to me. Like, I don't. And, and so, whatever you guys want to do first, if you guys want to cover Danny Masterson, or if you guys want to cover baseball first, uh, I'll leave it up to you. But, um, uh. But we'll get, let's go Danny Masterson, then we'll, we'll get to some baseball because there's quite a lot. There's some really good series coming up. Um, and then we can, maybe we can wrap up some WWE, man. Yeah. Interesting stuff out there. So Danny Masterson, as you may or may not know, famous actor, appeared in that 70s, that 70s show. He was on a show called The Ranch. He, he was also, um, you know, he had his own, like, uh, podcast. He had his own, like, sh- like uh, radio show, shit like that. He's a Scientologist. The dude's famous, though. And I don't get this, man. Like, if you are a famous dude, why are you raping chicks, especially at your church? Like, these chicks came forward so far that saying that he's, like, raped them. He's facing life. You know he's facing, this man is facing life in prison. Life in prison. Good for him. I he just, he deserves life. If if it comes out all out that he raped these women, indeed, good for yeah. Well, I mean it's L.A., so he'll be out in a week anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, I I definitely agree. Like if he if he did this, yeah, fucking put him away. But right. I mean, so the rape allegations are from two thousand one to two thousand three. Why the fuck is that coming out now? Like, I love how delayed Me Too like, movement. The it's Me the Too Me movement Too happened movement. five years ago. Why the fuck is it happening now? Well, I mean, what? This trial and all this stuff has been out for probably about six years, ever since the ranch debuted. I think it was like season two is when it all started coming out. And that's why they ended up getting rid of them. Uh, I think season three or season four of the ranch. Yeah. 
One of the defendants actually got paid for a, a rape case earlier in like 2004. I I can't speak to why some women wait a long time to come forward. Some of them might be fearful, especially when you got a dude with money, uh, money and power, because they maybe they don't want to fucking relive it. Maybe they don't want to fucking go through the pain of fucking pressing charges and watching him get off scot-free. I don't know. I can't speak to it. I'm not a woman, and I've never been raped before, despite what Josh may say. So, uh, what are you talking I mean, about? if he did it, I definitely agree with, with Josh and Joe. Like, he should yeah. face all the time. He, But if he didn't and, and, and you know, these women are literally just dragging his name through the mud, then that's also shameful, too, on their part. It is. But, well, why, but let me just ask this. You have money. You're a famous dude. He, why are you racing? I don't get this. I don't get why NFL players, college football players at a big-time Division One school and actors are racing shit. They don't have to try. They can just get so, pussy at any time. I don't understand Mike. the need to drug and rape women when you are at that level. It is fucking easy and like shooting fish in a barrel. Because... You're trying to you're trying to associate you know these rich successful people with you know oh well if you're rich and successful then you must be completely all together mentally no yeah and they're definitely not man you're absolutely right they're definitely not all there no anyone that does this you know I don't care if you're fucking poor as hell and living on the street. Or you're you're a fucking billionaire and you raise somebody, you're mentally not there. And Correct. You're you're, you're a despicable a human being. Yeah. Uh, you are a despicable human being, and you know. But on the other side to it, like you know, one, you know, like Lou said, you know, he's never been raped or anything like because you can't rape the willing. Um, wow. But thank you. Uh, all those dudes said <laughs> hi, Lou. Um, um, it happened with me and Louis I don't know, Tommy's crossed that line a couple times, Joe Wow, <laughs> here we go It's a little slap at people um, But Not all of it was consensual <laughs> Craigslist was a Great thing for Mike Louis. Okay, it's a hell of a drive right now. Um, That was a great so, thing for you too Buddy Mike <laughs> But here's here's what I'm like. One, you're right. I I get. Well, I've never experienced it, so like I don't know the traumatic event, you know, like how that goes through your brain or you know stuff like that. But at the same time, like, so so what exactly changed in 19 years? Because he's actually gotten more rich. And more famous than he was, so it's not like oh, I'm scared that he's got money. No, he's got more now. Here, like I said, one of the one of the accusers ha- had a settlement in 2004 for a separate allegation that she brought forward. You, you know, else. I, I will I will say this: being a victim, it's it is hard to come come clean about it. You know, I was a victim. A long time ago when I was a kid, it took me well into my 20s 
to finally open up and tell my mom what happened. So it, it's very hard to discuss. And if you don't really know what happened and you're reliving that in your, your head, yeah. you, you don't want to bring it up, you know? No, and, and, and you make so. a good point because, like I said, I don't – and so, I mean, that's – now, the only thing I will throw out is that, you know, and I think anyone that has had anything like this happen should come forward and, and make sure that whoever the fucking bastard was or, or um, disgusting human being that did that to him needs to be put away. Now, with that being said, there needs to be also some consequences for these, these individuals that come out and make these false accusations uh, you know, and I know I'm, I'm kind of sticking my neck out there to get chopped off, but like, there are a lot of women out there and men because, men, you know, contrary to people's belief, men can be raped too. Uh, ask Lou. Um, but uh, they come out and they make these accusations just because they're pissed off at somebody or because they want to get noticed or something like that, and it completely fucks over the person because now you've constantly got this this little shadow on on your back that says you know well was he a rapist was or was she a rapist like did they just get away with it like did this happen like how how often though do you think a woman has lied about being raped i don't know i don't have the stats i'm just saying i i no, I'm just well, asking you Joe, because you're, you're, I don't you're think kinda, you're kind of advocating for for the for Danny Masterson or whatever his fucking name. You're kind of advocating for him, and you're kind of put it back on the victims. You have to look at Who, it me? in the victim's eyes. I'm not is, putting talking about back. I'm not advocating for Danny. Like, but, okay. but you're going back and like how many how many times are these women lie? It shouldn't have, that shouldn't be the question. It shouldn't it's be the question of why did it take them so long to come out. I'm telling you, as a victim, I was a victim. It's hard. It really is hard to come out and speak of it. It took me, like I said, it happened when I was, what, six, seven, eight years old, and I I told my mom 20 years later what happened. After the the man got out of jail, that's when I finally finally spoke up. That's about the same time as these women. The 2022... Some of this happened in 2003, 2001. It's about 20 years later. It's hard. It's you're hard to speak of comparing apples to oranges because, Josh, you were, you said, five, six, seven years old. These ladies were, you know, but eight. I, I think it's going to be harder for a child to come out and say stuff because they're a child and they don't really know, like, and they're like, what the fuck just happened? And it's, you know, and it's processing stuff. And same thing with rape victims, dude. I'm telling you. I am telling you. It fucks with your head like you have, you have no idea. You, you have no idea because you were never a victim. No, I know. I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, can, can, we, can, we, uh, can we move it to, to the next Let's topic if it's okay? All right. All right. So let's let's do some baseball, then maybe talk about uh, the WWE pay per view. But if we get enough time there, we got about seven and a half minutes to go. So 
The uh, NLDS and ALDS is going to be starting a best-of-five series. Philadelphia advanced. Uh, they'll face the Braves. Cleveland beats the Rays. They'll face the Yankees. San Diego beat the Cardinals. They get their nemesis, the Dodgers. And Seattle advanced against the Blue Jays. They get Houston. San Diego, I believe, on the season is 5-18 and against the Dodgers. So the Dodgers have been their nemesis. The Dodgers at one point in time were only four games up on the Padres, and they ended up winning the division by 22 games. So the Padres spent all this money. Um, they don't. They they don't have Fernando Tatis Jr. who is out. Uh, you know for steroids. I don't know, man. I don't think the Padres have a prayer in beating the Dodgers. Um. I think the the Dodgers are in their head, much like the Steelers and the Bengals back in the day, um, where any important game that the Bengals played against the Steelers, the Steelers always seemed to find a way to beat us. I feel that's the same way with the Padres and Dodgers. I don't think that the I don't think the Padres. I, they might win one game, but I think I think the Dodgers can get by in 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 four games here and win the series three games to one. Um, I, I I also the, the series that intrigues me the most is Cleveland and the Yankees because the Yankees are huge favorites, but the, the Cleveland's got some pitching, man, and the Yankees' pitching has not been that good. They they started out like gangbusters. They looked like they were going to win 105, 110 games this year, and then all of a sudden they really fucking struggled after the All Star break. They still won 99 games, but you, you got to think they. I think they had like 60 wins at the All Star break, so they won like 39 games afterwards. So I, I don't know, man. Jo- Sam, how are you feeling about your Yankees against the Cleveland Guardians in the first-round matchup? Sorry, I was talking on mute. It's my fault. Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think they match up uh, fairly well. I think um, the Yankees pitching could probably be better. They have a lot of people injured, you know, on the rotation outside of their the regular, regular, the usual suspects. Yeah, and then Chapman was just left off the – the roster too, because yep, he missed it. So. He missed the workout. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, he deserves it because he missed time for getting a tattoo, and then it got infected, and he couldn't. You know, he, he missed time because of that. He's been very selfish the last couple of years. Yeah, he's good, but he hasn't pitched well when he's had no. Uh, I agree you know, on that. Chances to pitch, right? So, yeah. I, 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 look, I mean, I, 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 I do like hoping. the Guardians in this one. Yeah. See, I, I, the only thing, the only thing I'm hoping for is that they're kind of sort of like uh, they're like the Nets, <laughs> you know, like a full power Nets. The, the, their concept was score as many points as possible and hope that you that that you win. You know, so again, I'm, the hope is that that New York's offense is superior and it'll it'll win out. Yeah, I, well, you know, Cleveland's got Cleveland's got a really good manager and Terry Francona who knows how to win. He was the Red Sox manager, won a couple World Series uh with the Red Sox. The Guardians got um 
Shane Bieber. They got Tristan McKenzie. I, I don't know, man. I think this is going to be a big-time series. The Yankees, I, I think they can get by the uh, Cleveland. They got a pretty good shot at getting to the World Series. But I, I, I think if I'm going to pull, if I'm going to pick upsets for the for baseball, this uh, in the divisional series, I, I, I think, I, I think Cleveland's got a shot to upset New York, and I, I think that Seattle, the way that they've been playing, has a shot to upset Houston. Houston's looked very dominant, but Seattle's got a young team. They got Luis Castillo, who's playing lights out. They have a very dangerous lineup. Uh, I, I think Seattle could possibly get by Houston. Uh, I don't see the Dodgers or the Braves losing uh, to either one of their opponents. So, I don't know. No, I would say there's something special with the Seattle team. I mean, you come back from eight runs down in the fifth inning. Like, I literally yeah. thought that game was over. And they came yeah, back one, and I was like, holy shit, this team's fucking for real. And that's the type of team yeah. you need to, to make a run in the playoffs. And they have that. They're special this year. And yeah. go figure. They have they have three or four uh, Reds, old Reds on their team right now. Go figure. Yes, they do. You're right. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. So, we got about a minute and about two minutes to go. Uh, the Raiders are up 14 to nothing on the Chiefs right now. So, uh, so far, they jumped out on the Chiefs. Who scored? Uh, who just scored? The Raiders did. Uh, I mean, with who? Yes. I needed that. So, Javante Adams helped get them there as he drew a pass interference penalty at, down at the one-yard line. So, All right. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. All right, guys. So, Bray Little Wyatt pigs. Much anticipated return to WWE at the end of Extreme Rules last night. He was the White Rabbit. It's been being hyped for about a month and a half. Josh, how do you feel about this? Bray Wyatt coming back to WWE. I mean, I knew he was coming back. It was just a matter of time, and like I, I knew it, he was behind the White Rabbit uh, for a long time. I do like the integration of the characters at the end. So maybe they are going to put these characters as live people and have a stable uh, to kind of compete yeah. with the bloodline. I think that would be good for WWE. But Triple H. Hey, hey uh, Josh, I got a question for you. That whole, yep. After, sorry, after you're done. <laughs> I think just that integration of that that whole eerie feeling at the end of Extreme Rules, dude, that was fucking amazing. That was great production. And, I mean, kudos to fucking Triple H for that one. I mean, that was awesome. So, so, so Josh, for your question, um, um, do, you, do you think with Bray Wyatt coming back, do you think it might open the door for other ex-WWE uh, wrestlers to come back? Oh, absolutely. I, I think they see a complete different change uh, from Vince McMahon to Triple H. I mean, we've already seen multiple WWE stars that were cut over the summer come back already. Um, so I think... Now, do you think they'll start poaching some AEW stars? No, because Tony Khan's not going to let them out of contract. Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot going on backstage at AEW. So... I think you might you might have the young bucks come 
to WWE finally. Yeah, yeah that's who I'm thinking about. Yeah, but their contract their contract isn't up until 2024, so it's, it's a ways away. So that's the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega no, but, but, is January yeah. 2023. But what they yeah. could do is, it, since he was out for six months, they could add that six months on. So summer of 2023, Kenny Omega is a free agent. So he could come to WWE after. Uh, John Moxley just signed a four-year contract, so he's not going to ever come back. Uh, I, I think Brian Danielson's going to stay in AEW. Chris Jericho will stay you, there. You don't think Danielson has a chance to go? Oh, well, I guess Danielson kind of – Triple H is never a big Brian Danielson guy. But he provided some of the most exciting wrestling, like of, oh, of like modern good. era. You know, he did. But Triple H, I feel like, kind of tried to bury Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I, I, I felt like he might he do it. He might do it just to pull in the audience, man. Yeah. He may not do it because oh, he, like he might. He, Triple H is a smart businessman too. That's something Vince. Vince was smart, but like he was so emotional. Like if he didn't like somebody, he didn't like somebody. That was it. He, yeah. They couldn't come back yep. in any capacity. Uh, Bo Dallas is going to come back, it sounds like, yeah. in a role, maybe with Bray Wyatt as a st- part of his stable. Uh, I did hear that rumor. Rumor. Uh, but it would be interesting to see where he shows up. Is he going to show up on Raw or is he going to show up on uh, SmackDown? No. Yeah. So it all depends on where, where he goes from now. And, and then when is the draft? When is, sorry, sorry to kind of take this forward, but when is the WWE draft? Uh... It should be coming up here within the next month or so. Yeah, I don't even know if they're going uh, to do it again. So there's been talk that they might not even do the draft. So we'll we'll see what's going to happen with that. But that is all the time we got here on a Monday. We will be back at you Friday. Sam escapes on a technicality from the Wheel of Death. So uh, we'll see what – I'll take it. I'll take it because the Jets scored 40. We'll see what the bucket has in store for him on Friday. Uh, But thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Great show, guys, and we'll look forward to uh, bringing it back to you on Friday. Big college football weekend preview on Friday. So thanks, everybody. This Bud's for you. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome. First of the-